Welcome to Ask Abby, a podcast where I help women who have a tough decision to make to connect to the inner wisdom of their body, find their own answers, and move forward. Today I have Rachel, is it Antonia? Yeah, Antonia is my middle name. So my name's Rachel Antonia, maybe that's my last I was name. Gonna say, I just noticed it was a different one that uh, is on your Zoom name with us here today. So hello, Rachel. Hi. Why don't, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, your business, all that goodness. Okay. Um, so I'm an artist and illustrator. I hand draw everything working exclusively in marker. Um, and I work half the time with clients doing logos and home decor and designs and things for them on that sort of the spectrum. And then the other part of my business is that I have my own home decor line and I work to design my own products and sell them that way. So it's kind of like a dual business model. (laughs) A little dual business. And her illustrations are so beautiful if you haven't seen them, like, and they're witchy and like magical. And so like, I was just looking at the goddess moon card I was like, oh, I'm totally going to order a set of those. Those are beautiful. So everybody check, <laughs> check her out. She's awesome. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about like why you're on here, what the decision you have, like the directions you're being pulled. Okay. So I really, I think what comes with being a dual part, like business owner is which one do I focus on now? Which one do I want long-term? Which one's working in the short term? And I think like a lot of people, I've got a, a home decor line that keeps growing and that I'm familiar with and that is making money and is growing slowly, but I know I could put a lot more time and energy into making it really grow, really be flushed out and do really well for me, but it's not my quote unquote end goal. It's not the most important thing in my life (laughs) for this business. And then I've got the commission side of things where I'm taking on clients. I love working with them, but I really want to kind of blend the two things together and work on my portfolio and get either an art agent or a bunch of really awesome people wanting to do home decor work, which the easiest way to do that is to try and get an art agent who specializes in home decor. So I can kind of blend both of those things, go after that and have that be my sort of end full-time job and then still make products on the side if I want to. In order to do that, I have to spend a lot of time and energy cultivating a portfolio, researching agents, trying to get looked at. It's it's a lot of work in any areas in my portfolio that are missing that I don't have enough work for. I have to work on creating it and making it really good and putting it in there. But that's not doing all that work isn't going to make me a living. And I love doing the other side of my business, too. So I'm kind of like, how much energy do I put into the thing that's working that I like, that's making me money, but isn't my dream. And how much, like much of my time do I put into cultivating and manifesting my dream while also surviving? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. So it's like, you know, you've got these two things and you, and you kind of want to do them both and one's working for you right now. One's the long-term goal. So like where, I think, as you said, before we hit record was like, don't want to put all my eggs in one basket. Like where should I be putting my eggs kind of a thing? Yeah. So I'm curious, how do you typically, like when you have a decision to make, or you're kind of like looking at what's next for me in life, that's like kind of where we are here. Like, how do you typically make that decision? Um, I sort of work backwards, (laughs) which sounds weird. I, I think about the situation that I'm in now and the situation that I was in like five years ago and how much things have changed and like how easy those things were. So if I put it into perspective of like the home decor, 
like five years ago, I didn't have a business at all. And I just thought I wanted to do it. Now I'm here. Now we're making some money off of it. Now it's working. Okay. Like look sort of giving myself the props, like look how good you've done in five years, like be happy and grateful about those things. And now let's fast forward five years and where you want to be. And then, so for this situation, I think about that with the home decor. And then I think about that with like the commission work and getting an art agent. And I'm thinking about which one excites me more. And I'm like, mm, okay, props which one, for doing Which one does excite you doing. more? Which one? It's, it's the commission work. It's the, it's the getting an agent. Like that's yeah. the, if five years from now I have a, in a completely successful home decor line and it's in anthropology and it's great and I'm selling on Etsy and I'm doing like awesome, then I'm happy. But if I have an illustrative agent and I'm doing work for people all over the world, and even though no one has any idea it's me, like that makes me so much happier. I'm just like, oh, I'll get so many projects and I can still do my stuff on the side. Mm. And like, that's, I, I still will get both. It just won't be at the same level. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So you kind of already know which one is like your, which one you're passionate about, like which one your, your heart and soul is behind. Uh, and I just want to give everybody a little backstory. So when Rachel first reached out to me about wanting to be on the podcast, she told me about her predicament. And I said, right away, you must be a manifesting generator. So sure enough, we pulled her charts for today's episode and she is the most manifesting generator of manifesting generators. Um, so this is a predicament that I see come up a lot with Manny Gens, and I know you're not super familiar with human design, so I'm going to give a little brief intro on this. Um, manifesting generators, like you guys have so much energy. You have more energy than the average person. And you, you're our people, like you're multi-passionate. You can get so much done in one day. Like the rest of us are, I, I am so envious of my manifesting generator friends. Like you are our people who can have this successful um, business and still run your side business. Like that's actually going to be really <laughs> appropriate for you. You guys are like master multitaskers. You're our people who've got 8 million tabs open and you're jumping from one thing to the other thing. Like it's actually going to work best for you to work that way. It's, it's really not appropriate for you to like focus on one thing and then focus on the next thing. For you, it is going to be this multitasking energy all over the place. Um, Mandy Jones often get that rep from the rest of us. It's like this, like you seem all, all over the place. And the world loves to shove you guys into a box and tell you, you need to do one thing. You know, you go to school, you do your internship, like you get your job and it's in that one thing and you do that until you die. Like that's the lesson that we're often taught. Um, and even if we're like fostered into our creativity, there's this like pressure from society that um, we kind of have to pick one thing and stick to it. So love note to all my manifesting generators. You don't have to pick one thing. You don't have to pick one thing. Um, you're really here to be passionate and to like kind of change your mind and let your business change and evolve and go from one thing to the next thing and like not worry about that um, end goal. Does that make sense? It does make sense because it's like, the only way I even knew that I wanted to get an agent is by messing around and doing a bunch of stuff. The only way I knew I wanted to open an Etsy shop and this was the type of stuff I wanted to sell is because I allowed myself to play around with it and do whatever and not just stick to what I originally thought in the first place. Mm -hmm. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the other thing that I want to touch on, um, especially with you and your chart, which I mean, probably could talk about all day if I really wanted to. Um, for a manifesting generator. So, so you're, uh, you have also sacral authority. 
the defined sacral center. So there's these like energy centers in human design. The sacral center is like our battery. Um, it's our energy. It's our life force. So generators and manifesting generators, you guys wake up with a full battery every day. Like this is like you're charged, you're ready to go. The rest of us don't have that. So, you know, you have to be a little, you do have to be patient with your non mani gen counterparts um, because we just don't have the same energy as you. Your authority is how you make decisions best in human design. Your authority center is your sacral center. So you not only have this like sacral center that makes you, that's what makes you a manifesting generator, but it's your authority. Not only that, most of your channels actually connect from the sacral center to the throat. That's where you're manifesting from. So you're like this pure manifesting generator with this strong, strong gut instincts. You're going to have this, like, you're just going to know in your gut. It's going to be this very like visceral in the body. Like, yes, this thing is right for me or no. Does that resonate with you? All of this makes absolute sense because that's how I've been trying to train myself to live my life after hearing just advice from other people in general. And the more I do it, it never, ever goes wrong ever. Every time I listen to it, I'm like, okay, I was supposed to do this. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Like when I was looking at your chart, I was like, damn, this bitch is powerful. Like you have between the channel (laughs) of awakening, the channel of charisma and the channel of exploration. You have these three channels that like tie your, um, G center, your sacral center and your throat all together. So you're manifesting from this like powerful energy that you have. You're manifesting from your sense of who you are from this like seat of your soul. It's like you came in, you knew who you were. You are on this planet to know who you are and to empower others to do the same, like empower them to be who they are. Um, You have this very strong theme in your chart of empowerment and like lifting others up and um, kind of like learning from your journey and, and turning around to help others do the same. Does that make sense? That it does make sense. I did. So I, a, a part of like the witchy designs is that I am a pagan person and I'm very spiritual in that way. And so I did a meditation a while ago where like, you're supposed to ask like what the meaning of your life was. And I was like, okay, like what's the meaning of my life? And the central theme that I got from doing that meditation was like connection. Like no matter what you're doing, if it is art or something totally unrelated, you want to connect with other people. That's your sole mission while you're here. And so Mm. saying that, like, not only am I passionate about my own stuff, but that it seems like I want to talk and help and be with other people. I'm like, oh yeah, because that seems to be the central focus of my like life, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, you want to connect with people. What's even (laughs) cooler is like, you don't even have to do anything really. Like you just have to be you like just by being you and by responding, like by checking into the gut and going with it, like that's your, that's your authority. That's your strategy. Like that's going to be in human design, at least like all you need to do is when things come to you, like check in with your gut, like, do I want pizza or do I want Chinese food tonight? Like as simple as that to as big of like, should I marry this person or not? Right. It's just check in with your gut respond. Yes or no. It might not always say what you want it to say. Right. But by following and responding appropriately, like you're just going to be who you are in such a strong way that it's going to kind of affect others. I'm like, yeah, you have some really cool energy in your chart. When I was going through it this morning, I was just like, damn, I can't wait to meet her. (laughs) Woo. Why does this feel easier than, (laughs) than I've been led to believe that my life was. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. A human design is great for that. And all things really, we are so good at making things 
more difficult than they need to be. Like we are, yeah, as humans, we are really good at overthinking and making things complicated. And, you know, why can it be this easy? Um, yeah. So to bring things a little back around to your actual predicament, um, So if you are to check in, like you're to check in with your gut and think about these two directions and these two things that your life has to leave, like what does your gut tell you? So my, and and I've gotten this far, I guess, on my own trying to do this is that my gut definitely tells me like, you've got to reach, you're not going to not reach for this goal. (laughs) Like you're going to go after home decor. You're going to move this way. You're going to look at your portfolio and you've got to figure out like, the steps kind of to get to the end goal. Like, this is what you want. So how are we going to get to these people? Who are these people? Uh, you kind of only have like a couple chances to impress people with what you've got. So let's look at the drawings that you've got, organize them, see where you're missing. I know I have to go through that step. It's more about the, I think the predicament is time. I know I want that. I know I could spend a hundred percent of my time on that but I have so many other things that I love and a product line I want to do and just a regular life to live. How much time do I allocate to each of these things? And when I check in on my gut, my gut's like, I don't know. That's, that's not in my, mine is like my, my gut wants to talk about passion, not about logistics. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I think like as a manifesting generator and actually generators in general, you're really going to be the most successful when you're doing things that light you up, like when you're doing mm-hmm. things that bring you joy, you know? So um, for a lot of generators and manifesting, just manifesting generators can get themselves stuck like in jobs they hate. And it's such, and you're definitely like not at that level. Like you are working, like you're finding your passions um, and really sticking to it. So like when you think about the art business, the, the home products, how much time really feels good to spend on that? And like, if money wasn't an issue, like if you didn't need to like, yeah, feed yourself, if money wasn't an issue, if all those things weren't an issue, like how much do you truly want to spend on that? I know silence is not good for podcasts. So here's my, here's my feeling of the silence while I think (laughs) really hard about that question. I think if I'm just thinking about between the two goals of the home decor, what I have now and finding an agent so I can do it for other people that it'd probably be around like a 30, 70, like I should spend 70% of my time going after my dreams and and focusing on that. And then I should spend 30% of my time. If this was Mm -hmm. split out of a hundred, which it's not, (laughs) there's so many more like other things at play, but it would be like 70, 30. Yeah. Of your, at least like working time, we'll call it. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. You're still going to have your life. <laughs> separate yeah. this. So 30, 70. And so how's that feel when you like sit with that? Hmm. It just, it sort of feels scary. Yeah. Some gremlins are coming up. I can see it in your face. It feels well, like, because it's not familiar. That's definitely what it is. I was like, oh, I'm familiar with a 30% of things because I've gotten into a groove with it. Like, because I grew so much and I was like, well, I know I don't want to try anything too out of the box. I've got a pretty good system. I've got a place that houses it. I've got marketing. I've got like, you know, social media channels. I've got the products. I have a company. I pay taxes. Like, I'm good to go on all the different avenues that were scary years ago when I started when I had nothing. But for the 
manifesting the art dream, it's like, I don't know any agents. I sort of know how to find them, but I'm not sure how to contact them. My website is not ready portfolio wise to show to anybody. So that's got to get done. I think that's why it makes it a little like nervous because my body's going back into like brand new things, brand new things, brand new things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think like what I'm hearing a little there is like, everything about what you're currently doing is logical. Five years ago, you would have like loved that, but there's just not that same like oomph behind it anymore. Like there's not that same fire. It's like, it's like, okay, yeah, logically I have all my ducks in a row and the website's working and the whole thing's working. So like, shouldn't I be happy with, with that being enough? Like I'm getting that sense. Is that, am I on point with that? Or is that like, is it not quite right? I think it, I think you're close. I just like heard this voice in my head. So I'm just like, and the voice was like, you're content, but you're not happy. Yeah. And that feels totally right. That I am content and I am grateful and this is good, Mm. but it's not best. And you want best. Yeah. Yeah. You want the best. There it is. Mic drop. (laughs) Not actually going to throw it on the floor, but we'll do metaphorical mic drop. If you're enjoying listening and you've been thinking, oh my gosh, I need this for myself or my life or my business. I have an amazing group offering coming up on Saturday, February 20th. It's going to be an all day alignment intensive intended to help you to get clear on what's next for you in your life, in your business, in your career. This is a chance to connect with other like-minded women, to reconnect with yourself and to start redirecting your life or your business back into alignment with who you are. We'll start the day with my favorite embodiment practice, Empty Out with Emily Kelly, followed by intensive training, a Q&A session, and one-on-one hot seat coaching with me. We'll finish the day off with some sound healing with Liz Hargreaves. It's going to be an amazing intensive session, a great chance to connect with other like-minded women and to get really clear on what's next for you. So I hope you'll join us. The info is in the show notes. Like without getting into like overwhelmed, crazy land, like what are some steps you could take to move towards this? Like what's some small steps that you could take to move towards this? Well, I don't know how small it is, but I do know the next task on this list is definitely to update my web presence in my personal website to reflect the things I've already done. Like forget the new stuff you could be working on. You have a decent Rachel, you have a decent portfolio of things already that you've cultivated from drawing. Look at all of it, organize it, put it up on your website and be like, this is where I am. So like that's phase one. Phase one is having the thing to show the people in the first place. Cause if you don't have anything to show, it's not going to work anyway. (laughs) And what I'm hearing you say a little bit in there is like, you're not really starting from scratch. And I see this a lot with manifesting. It's like, you have this goal and you're like, but how am I going to get there? I have to get all this stuff in my portfolio. And it's like, but what are you already doing? That is that like, where is your other thing? Also that thing. And can they kind of like work together? That makes sense. 
Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm set up for, and I, I feel like that's part of my personality and I'm going to guess you're going to say it's part of everybody's sort of personality this way that we start a lot of things. So I've started a lot of things and I, it's almost as if it's almost as a future me knows that if I didn't have some way in, I wouldn't be able to push myself to go down that path and do it. So we've already created a website and have a channel and have a lot of artwork and have a portfolio. And it's almost as if subconsciously I've done all that stuff. So this step right now, right here is easier. Yeah. Cause it's not so overwhelming when I'm like, Oh, it's just organizing the thoughts, putting them down. And then when you're there and you can look at it all and see it all, it will become clear where I need to draw more and then what I need to draw to have it. And then from there, it'll be, let's pitch it to somebody. Let's ask some of my friends who maybe know somebody, let's throw it around. Like then it'll be also scary, but yeah, I've got friends. Mm. I've got some sort of connection. Yeah, this will be easy. It's fine. Never mind. I'm done. <laughs> it'll Never be great. Mind. Done. I'm doing it. I'm doing the thing. And then the other thing I actually like, it has come up to me like a few different times. My brain's like, say it, Abby, say the thing is like, as you move into this new thing, like can you bring in some support? Like, can you bring in someone to help you with your old business and keep it running, you know, do some of the stuff for you? Like if you're going to try to scale back to 30%, like where can you outsource? I think a lot of time, and I don't know your stance on outsourcing because we literally don't know each other, but (laughs) a lot of times I see business owners who are really afraid to like outsource. But if you start to become busy to set your goal on this other thing, like where can you outsource to keep your Etsy site running where you don't have to be spending all of your energy in it, but it's still part of your thing. Mm. Does that make sense? It does. I feel like the outsourcing part definitely has to be more administrative because obviously coming up with the new collections and doing it is great. Uh, Big things that like hold me back are Photoshopping. There's so much Photoshopping that goes into like creating those things. It almost seems as if I need someone who's very Etsy familiar to like make copies, change text, Photoshop things, put them up. That way I can just create them. But I'm a sole proprietor as a business. So technically I couldn't hire anybody anyway without changing my business uh, license, which is just a bigger thing that I would have to think about. Mm, And contract someone, contract. I have an assistant. I just contract right here. I could do that. And also if I'm spending... 30% on the thing that's actually making money and 70% on the thing that's not figuring out how I would be able to do that would be interesting and finding the right person. So it's a bigger conversation. Yeah, of course. Not something I expected you to just something to think about. Like Mm -hmm. as we kind of evolve, as our businesses evolve, like sometimes it does make sense. Like to pay someone to do the Photoshop. Like it's like your time is valuable. And if it means that you get this art deal and it turns into this big thing, like, are you actually holding yourself back by spending however many hours a week Photoshopping when you could hire some teenager to do it? Right. Um, so where are areas? I see this a lot. I see this a lot with entrepreneurs. I, we love to make life harder on ourselves. I'm the queen of this as well. And it's like, well, I'll just do it all myself. <laughs> so where can you maybe like, keep that in mind as you move forward. No, cool. That's good. I haven't thought about it because I don't think I take a step back to actually think about it. Like my life is all about how can I do it? So no, that's really helpful. I will think about it. That's like the manifesting generator. Like you guys just like from one thing to the next without ever like stopping to think about it. It's great. Really. It's, it's, you guys are 
super like powerful, really, really cool types. Like I, I love my Manny Jens. Oh, <laughs> guys are fun. Um, so did that help? Are you feeling better about this? Where are you at? I still feel, I don't know. I still feel hesitant. I feel soul wise. Like I feel good. I feel like, okay, this is where we can go for the next year. But I guess I also feel that like, it almost feels like a loss of the, well, if I'm spending 70% of my time on this and 30% of my time on this, and this is the thing that's working and the thing that I also still want to grow, what does that 30% look like? Like 30% of, I don't know. It It's essentially right now, it's like my full-time thing. It's what I'm spending the most time on. So for me to spend so much less of my energy doing it, you know, I'm used to putting out I guess like four collections, four collections a year or like two big batches of cool new things and like little ones sprinkled in. And I thought about doing portraits for people and I'm doing logos for people. And I was like, maybe I can do that and focus on how to include that in the physical products and how to show up physically in person at shows and talk up that part of the business. So there is some like connection there. And I'm like, if I do 30%, like we're dropping that we're dropping down the number of collections we're doing and the amount of energy I can do it. Unless I do end up hiring someone, we're losing that aspect of thing. And that makes me feel sad, even though it might be in my best interest to grow in a different way to Mm. lose something that has been like, is the most familiar thing has also gotten me where I am, even though it's for another thing that's super exciting. It does make me a little sad to be like, Oh, but maybe it's not 30% of my week. Maybe it's just 30% of my year. I think that's, I think that's going to help me feel better that it's not like if I work 40 hours a week, it's not just 30% of those 40 hours is only home decor, personal, like Rachel Etsy stuff. It's more like three months out of my whole year can be focusing on that. And that makes me feel a little bit less like, okay, it's not, it's not on a stricter schedule. It's just overall. What if you even thought about it as, and like, I, I, and this is another thing I find us self-employed women can get caught up in a lot is like, do you ever find where you're like, I'm so busy. And then you spend hours on your computer doing it. And then at the end of the day, you're like, I, did I even do anything? Like, I don't even know what I did. Like I'm really busy doing nothing. So like when you said, oh, if I'm only spending 30% of my hours, but I was like, but, but you don't necessarily Mm-hmm. need to think about it in terms of just like the hours you're working on it, because there probably are lots of hours you're putting into that, that you could skim off like without noticing, but it's more like 30% of your emotional energy. And like 30% of that, like, do you know what I mean? That of your energy that you're really dumping into that business. And can you like revert some of that energy to this new thing? Is that, did that make any sense? I, don't, I have no idea if that made any sense. <laughs> no, it does. And it's, it's interesting because like a lot of it is linked. Like obviously the overall theme of my business is art in, in both sides of it. I'm drawing either way, which was always like when my family was like, what if it doesn't work out? Like <laughs> everyone gets concerned and asks that question. In my brain, I was like, yeah, but I'll always be drawing. Even if I liquidated everything, I'd still end up drawing. So it doesn't matter as long as the core center of all of the things I do is me being able to do the one thing that I want 
it's good. And, and that does help thinking about 30% of the products, not having to Photoshop and not having to list things and not having to market them and not having to do that sounds lovely. Creating it, like not creating the pieces. That's the part that makes me really, really sad. And so maybe it's just, I'm just going to have to lessen the marketing effort and maybe Mm. it won't sell as well because I'm not marketing it as well in that way. But if it's not about that, because it's about like emotionally, it's about the artwork and the doing it, then I can focus all my energy on collections and there just won't be any extra stuff. There'll just be one or two pictures on Etsy instead of a full 10, like I'm supposed to have. It'll just be two because I'll just do more stuff, but less photos and I'll send it all out. And then maybe later I'll update it and maybe I won't. And maybe that's how I do it to like satisfy both the things. That's kind of like what I, it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. It doesn't have, cause I find we get so caught up in like making everything perfect. Like how many times do you spend hours on something where you really probably could have gotten it done? Like it probably was done at one hour, but you spent those extra two just like beating, beating a dead horse. Yeah. Cause I am so passionate about doing the things. Like I know I'm working on logos for people now and instead of just like sketching the logos and giving it to them, I'm always like, but what if I could create like a whole brand board and then also present that at the same time, that would look great. That would be great for my personal portfolio of things. They would be impressed. I have fun doing it. And then I'm like, you just, you just turned a five minute project into an hour project. Like, mm. why did you do that? <laughs> Why are you doing this? You don't have time for this. And maybe like some, maybe sometimes that's appropriate. Cause think about that. You, if if your guts, like make this thing a branding board, this needs to be a branding board. Like, and you do it and the person hires you, like, isn't that the goal in the long run? Right. So, so really checking in with that gut, I think is going to be big for you. I'm like, what is your gut telling you to do? Like, what's the right move? Is it are you keeping yourself busy to stop? You know what I mean? Like, are you just manifesting generators? I find can do that. Like you have all these things you need to do. So it's like, well, let me just busy here. And and you guys have a lot of ideas. So it can be really easy to like one thing, the other thing. And so just checking in with yourself, like, is this, is this bringing me to that future vision? Is this like, does this feel good? Does it, I feel passionate about it? Or is it kind of, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I think I do that on the overall scale, but I don't do it with the little things. I think I look at the little things and I'm like, you've set up a system. This is the system that works. This is what you're doing. Instead of being just like, I don't want to Photoshop 10 mugs in different places. And I don't want to list it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to send out the newsletter and, and just sitting there and being like, okay, so don't like, so what could you do instead? Like just do two, put it up, see if it works and then check in later. Cause you've got other stuff to do. You can do that. But I know, I know that I am my own worst enemy. Like I know that I stop myself from doing that and being like, we're not releasing it until it's, uh, until it's done in the way that you think it's supposed to be done and not just until you decide that it's done. Like right now, like we're good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And like, where can you kind of check in and be like, does this need to happen today? Like, you know what I mean? Is this my priority? Like I have this other thing. So like, is this my priority? Does this need to happen today or can it wait till tomorrow or can the two photos go up and we'll call it good enough. Right. Um, yeah, I, I sense like a assistant would really help you a lot. Like some backend help would really help you a lot. So if it's the kind of thing where that keeps the cash flowing in while you focus on your other, other endeavors that can sometimes be really valuable and really nice. Um, I'll be so curious to see how the whole thing plays out and how it goes for you. 
Yeah, me too. I'm getting like excited about seeing if I can find somebody to do some of that stuff so I can still create it while I work on my other things. And the other long-term goal of streamlining was like tax stuff because, oh my God, sitting down and doing like books after three months is just garbage. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. It's so frustrating. You don't use QuickBooks? Uh, I have an inventory management system and then a spreadsheet, but I don't use QuickBooks now. Girl, get QuickBooks. Get QuickBooks. Honestly, that will free up those 30% of hours for you. How does it work? It just, this is like such a side tangent here. It just, you go on, like I have the app on my phone and it literally just pulls in, attaches to your bank account. It pulls in all of your transactions, all the money you spend, all the money you make. And you swipe left for personal, you swipe white, right for business. You take a picture of the receipt and you're done. So like I'm up to date with my books for this year. I'll January 1st, they'll be ready to go to TurboTax. Mine are done, but I keep track of things like, uh, yeah, this is definitely a side tangent. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk I about was this. like, well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, <laughs> you like, that is definitely a way like to clear up some space for yourself. Like, you know, if that's taking you hours, like that shouldn't be your primary focus. You are too powerful and amazing for spending time on taxes. I was like, the updates are good. It's just more uh, about the certain things that I take out to look at because I do a lot of reports. I think it's also part of the like perfectionist looking at thing is like, well, how much did we spend on shipping and how much did we spend on this? And running those reports do make me happy. It's just, it does take a while. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you know, to some degree it is good to know what you're spending on your business, right? It's good to know. And And when are you just keeping yourself busy and kind of um, making a short project longer than it needs to be? Mm -hmm. I'm curious, you brought up that, like the perfectionism thing. Do you think there's a little, do you think there's a little thing in there? Like, about that? Like what? I'm getting this sense. It's like, you're almost so hesitant because like, because you've built this business to where it is that like evolving and like changing from it feels like, feels like letting it go, you know, like it's, it's like you've built it to be to this place. I think sometimes when we set goals, I'm going to go off on side tangent here. We set a goal that's very like, oh, I want to get to this thing, but then we get to this thing and we're like, well, I want this next thing. So we we don't always like get a chance to really celebrate because we're really always like looking for the next thing. And I found this, so I used to be a massage therapist. And when I decided to leave massage therapy and take on the coaching full-time, I had this, like, I knew I didn't want to do it anymore. Like I knew everything in my insides was like, oh, I, I was not happy. I'd been like complaining about it for months. Like I was not happy. I was not thriving doing the massage, but still, when I would decide to close my business, I had this feeling of like, oh, this was my baby. Like I built it like three years ago. That's all I wanted was to have this thriving massage practice, but I like, wasn't quite happy. Um, and making that, that switch was really hard. It was hard to leave that and to step into coaching and, and switch. Now looking back, I'm really glad I did, but, um, it was, it was a sense of like, like I was giving up this thing that I'd like nurtured for so long. And now I'm able to see that I was just sort of like altering it. Like it just, it just evolved to something else. It's like, I'm still doing my purpose. Like you had said, as long as I'm drawing, it doesn't matter. Um, so I, I'm, I'm sensing a little bit of that with you here too. It's like, it's, it's not, you know, that you want to evolve to this next thing and start spending less time on it. But there's this like, oh, it's my baby though. <laughs> I built it to be at this spot. 
I guess. I guess it's hard because it's not as black and white. It's not like I'm leaving one thing for another thing. It's just I'm spending more time on one thing and less time on one thing. And so, yeah, I know there's a part of me that's like, I don't want to neglect this thing that I love that's done so well for me. And that if I put all my eggs in that basket, I know could be super successful and I could grow and I could work for years doing it. So yeah, I think it is, it's hard. It's personally hard to imagine going from 10 pictures to two pictures, even though I don't want to do it, even though it's a lot of work, even though it might be unnecessary to take that time and to look at something and be like, oh, you're less complete because I don't have time for you. Yeah. It's almost like you give personalities to like things that you're passionate about. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So tell me, tell me a little more. I want to talk more about that. (laughs) Talk about your pain. (laughs) Uh, uh, yeah, let me think about an example. Cause I was like, every time I put out new collections, there's like a whole checklist. There's like, there's the drawing of the thing, which I do totally in advance. And that's something I never, that's something I never wanted to do was draw for it's, which sounds totally counterintuitive was draw for the market or draw for other people. Cause I had sat down with people who were just like, Oh, you like see what's popular, then you draw it, then you sell it. And I'm like, no, I draw what I want to draw. And then years later, I look at how many drawings I've cultivated and what goes together and what I like the most. And then I create a collection and then I seasonally put it out around the correct time that I think it's going to do well, which is also probably why it's been slow going. I have gotten many requests for put your stuff on wrapping paper and maybe you should draw more animals. And those are wonderful. I welcome the suggestion. So I'm not like ungrateful for it because it's given me many ideas, but I'm never just going to change it if it doesn't feel right. And so I yeah. don't draw two people. It's always for me, which is important and also might be why it's slower, but it's important to me. Um, So thinking about that, I take from my huge folder of artwork. I see what goes together, what I like. I figure out the products I'm going to put them on. I edit it to make sure they're formatted so they work the right way on the right thing. Uh, I think about if there's any new products I want to try out. Maybe this is the time that I test the thing. And it's a very long process until we get to the end of it's complete. And then it's about marketing it, how we're going to take videos of it and put it out there and when's the right time to launch it. And it all just sort of happens and then it's over. And then it's the next collection. And I don't think that's the best way to do it. It's just kind of, I don't have another way (laughs) to like do it right now, but it's a lot of energy and a lot of time. And as far as payoff the payoff is always uh, a slow growing because it takes longer for people to see it. I don't have one of those shops where I make a lot of things, I post about them or put them out there and then they're immediately sold out. I have a business where I release stuff because it's stuff that I wanted to make. And then it takes me marketing it and working towards it to get people on board to where they're like, oh, this is cool and things are different. And it, it takes a little while to find my people who are interested and all this type of stuff and who and who don't have the same like input and who there's not an ability to like personalize things or customize like I have to find people who are really into this like witchy fun niche of things who can't interact in the same way or choose parts that they want for themselves it's a specific type of person so I know that working this hard to do all that find those people, cultivate it and still be on the zone where I want to find more like-minded people and keep Mm. doing this. 
again, yeah, to spend less time on that makes me feel like it's not going to do as well. When honestly, it's probably just going to free up a lot of my time and do the same. Like, I don't know the implications of, I I know the statistics of having less photos more than more photos, but I don't know the implications of like, not posting about it versus posting about it. Like not spending all the time thinking about the new products and just being like, let's just limit it to less products or less designs. And I did that for my Christmas collection this year. I wanted to do a big one. And I was like, let's just do two. Let's just do mugs and cards. Let's just put it out there. And it did great. People love it. And I was like, yeah, this is what you need to do more of is just be like, make it be easier. (laughs) It is do, but is like, do the gut check and do the gut check like fast. So I don't have time to think about it and like Mm -hmm. overthink, like do the gut check is like, this one makes me feel good. Yes. Yes. No, 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 no. Okay. So it's just these two. That's it, Rachel. It's just these two. (laughs) Yeah. That's a hundred percent appropriate for you. Like if you start thinking about it after that gut check, like you're going to just hamster wheel of craziness. Like when your gut gives you that thing, go with it. And like, I, I really like that whole thing that you just said, really, I love everything about it. It's like, Oh, I can't remember what I was going to say. I, I You'll have to just, listen to this yeah. podcast to know gonna, what, I'm, what I said. Oh, <laughs> you were thinking about. No, I really do. Like, it's like, oh, it's just perfect. Like you, you, and this is what I mean about like being busy doing nothing. Like maybe if you just put out what felt good and didn't worry about marketing, like it would speak to the right people. And at one point yeah. I wanted to ask you, actually, now I'm remembering at one point I wanted to ask you. Like, do you feel like there's a piece of you that holds back on some of the witchiness? Like that you would be even a little more like taboo and witchier if you like thought it would go well? Mm, Honestly, no. I think that's one part that I'm really comfortable with because doing it at all in the first place was a big deal for me. Like switching it from just drawing things I thought people sort of liked that I sort of liked to really leaning into like who I am because they're all a totally separate thing is there's all different types of witches. There's all different types of religions because being a witch is not a religion and being pagan also isn't a religion, even though it's a more spiritual thing. So there's tons of different intersections of people and there's a lot of people to speak to all that intersection. But I know personally for me, just the fact that I was like, I'm going to talk about being pagan. I'm going to talk about who I am and how that relates to me. And my drawings are going to be nature focused because that's the way that I connect with who I am. Deciding to do that, drawing that and doing it, that was the biggest deal for me. Anything else that like you might see as missing or be like, oh, like, like if you're, if you're in the circle, if you know, you know, so like, where's the wheel of the year? Where's like the moon stuff? Are you into astrology? Like, why is that stuff missing? It's just cause I don't have time to do it. It's not cause I'm holding back. <laughs> it's just cause I'm trying to get rid of the old stuff that I do. I love my watermelon pineapples, but like they're out, they got to go so I can put new stuff in. And then, yeah. And then there is that like, oh, 30%, like maybe you won't be able to do it. It, it ties into that sort of sadness of like, should I really just stick with this and like stay and build all the stuff that I want to build? But, you know, I imagine myself still doing this for years. Mm. So if it, if it means that my astrology just goes like the astrology work I want to do for me to put out for my people, if I get an agent who's like, Oh, like you love doing these type of designs and you're really good at it. 
Uh, we need someone to design tarot cards. It means that I'm still fulfilled in that way, even though it's not for my audience and my people. And I can still share to my audience and my people that I worked on this project and you should go support this person because I did the artwork for that. And that's a whole new way bringing it back to like connecting to people that I can now just like, I can have a career in fully being myself and like having the projects. And I think that's sort of like what I'm being led to is like, yeah. you have all these ideas. Look at you, you like do glowing them. as you talk Woo. about it. <laughs> they're like you have all these ideas you want to do them you can't do them because you don't have enough time and because you want an agent so let's make time for the agent and doing it and then they'll give you all these fulfilling projects you want to work on and anything they don't give you or it doesn't fall into that schedule or just something that's like dumb and weird that like you want to make then you can make that on your own time and either way you still have an audience talk to people who like your work because your work's the point of it it's never going to change you're always going to be drawing. Now you'll just be drawing for different things. Yeah. And I, I, I hope we continue to talk about this more like in the future too, because <laughs> like you're putting out this art where like, I love, like, that's why I asked, like, or do you feel like you're holding back at all? Like, I love that you're not, um, like you're going to magnetize the people who, who are into that and who are into you, you know? And so sometimes I think we spend so much time getting the pictures right and getting this exactly right. And it's like, okay, but if you just opened yourself up to receiving and allowed those people to find you and just were like, I'm putting this out. It's me. It's got me behind it. You have so much of that energy in your chart of just like being and responding and checking with that gut. And it, it's just, you're just going to like empower others by being like, can you continue to do that? And, and I'll, I will love if your business just thrives on the side and you barely even have to do anything, right? Like you get a contract, like you said, doing tarot cards. And now you've got a bunch of people that buy those cards and are like, who's this awesome illustrator. Right. It, it, and so it might not be like the death of your business. And maybe after six months, you decide to put more percentage back into that, you know, existing business. Like it doesn't just cause you're cutting back right now. doesn't mean that it's like a permanent forever thing. Like always permission to change, always permission to add and subtract and be your crazy manifesting generator self. Um, yeah. Does that make sense? No, it does. And I think it's just, it's a very, like both of us are doing the very long winded roundabout way of saying you love to draw things. You love yeah. to draw these things. Here are different avenues you could go down to be able to draw these things that you want to draw and also have food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And your gut is telling you that it's okay to cut back a little on the one thing while you focus on the other thing. Like if the gut tells you that that's okay, then that's okay. And you go with it. And yeah, the world will unfold as it unfolds. And someday you'll look back and be like, oh, wow, that really like made everything work out or whatever, you know? Yeah. It's almost like being consciously aware that I'm sitting in the before of my situation and that my gut, it can see the after of the situation. And it's like, if she sits and focuses all her time on the products, she might make incredible products that nobody will ever see. And then she'll have to quit and get a nine to five because it's not working. But if she goes after the home decor agent world and illustrates, she'll be illustrating all these beautiful things for all these other people and be very fulfilled. And then maybe her shop only has a couple of things, but she'll be happy. But she can't see that because she's sitting here drinking coffee on a Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes you just need the like kick out of the bird's nest, you know, like yeah. it is normal to be scared. And it is normal when you're like, that's what I want to tell you my story a little bit. Like when you're letting go of something that you've built or like even just pulling back on something that you built, it's a little like, eh, I've spent so much time on this. Like, is this, the, is this the right thing? That's what we always ask ourselves, but you know, it's just a decision. It's just the thing that will lead to the next thing. Um, so where I would just keep, you have very strong gut instincts and you're like tuned into them. So 
trust them, listen to them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is, yeah, I just have to do that because it's, it's been a theme in my whole life. I mean, I just quit my full-time job six months ago to like be able, I still work part-time for a design firm right now, which is great, (laughs) but I, I had to do that thing where my partner in my life situation right now, my partner had lost his job in November. Currently we're going through COVID and, and job and the whole hiring process and everything being really difficult. And uh, I still was like, yeah, I'm still, I still got to quit. Like my gut is sitting here. Like I had to pull over on the side of the highway. Cause I felt so deeply in my bones that I had to call my boss. Like, and that was just felt like bananas to me that I was like, why, why would I ruin my life and do that? Like, we are not in a position to do that. Like, whoa, like, why am I feeling this way? And cuts and now and like, yeah, that was totally the best decision. Absolutely. Still fine. Still able to afford things, spending way more time on my business than I was able to before, even though I was super grateful to have that job at the time and like have that opportunity. And I don't have any regrets about taking it. And I miss the people who are there, <laughs> uh, that this is the right place for me. And so, yeah, it is definitely when someone's like, you got to keep doing that thing. That just means a year from now, I'll be like, oh, I'm on my way to like having this agency. And if I had never done it, I would be very sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited. Oh, for thanks, you. new friend. <laughs> I can't wait to see what like what happens. And I'm gonna have to do like I was just thinking, I'm gonna have to do like a checkup with people like a few months after their podcast to see like how things unfolded. You do, you can have a whole series, almost like a, a reality show where yeah. we do like the actors. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, a whole spin-off series. We'll see. Like I gotta start with the first series. Yeah. Well, how are you feeling after all of this talking today? How, how are you feeling about your whole situation, your predicament? I feel, I feel better. I feel like I knew this was the track that I had to go. And I was definitely working out with you why I'm like sad about things mm-hmm. is the part that I think I didn't know I was going to talk about, but definitely the part that makes me feel better. Cause I was like, logically, this makes sense. Gut check wise, this makes sense. Like, I know we're going to move in the direction of doing home decor and going after my dream. Like, why am I so sad about going after this dream? Like, what's this disconnect? So going through that with you is extremely helpful because I didn't even, you know, I didn't realize I was sad about it. I didn't realize why I had that type of resistance. And so now I'm just like, we're just pivoting. Like, we're not losing anything. So sitting here and reminding myself of that. And I think it goes along with like me and my life trying to be more grateful for things. And really like, that was part of my process. When you asked me like, how do I make decisions? I'm like, half of it is going backwards and being grateful for everything you have. So I don't sit in like panic mode about what to do next. I think sometimes that makes you sad when you're like, Oh, I've done all these things. They're so wonderful. It's having the opposite effect of like, now, how do I move away from it? Um, trying to balance those is tough. And so I think realizing that I was sad about it, but that I don't have to let it go. And that's not what's actually happening. And that's really more in my head makes me feel a lot better. And knowing that I can just still like create a mug, do a thing, post it and have it. And if that makes me happy, that's fine. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't like the freedom, like, even though you're not in my head and like, you have no stake in this company or like any of what's going on, just having someone else tell you like, it's okay if what you think in your brain is subpar happens because it's not subpar. None of that's real. None of this is real. It's all in your head. Like, just do it. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Sometimes you do need that little, that little nudge. And I, I, I love that you touched about that, like grief too. Cause I feel like we're so conditioned not to like feel grief. Like it's not an acceptable emotion by society. We don't enjoy it. We normally push it away. And so even grieving something like your business or, you know what I mean? We think about it only when someone dies, but they're like, we really, it's normal for us to grieve other things. And I think coronavirus and this pandemic especially showed us that like grieving what we used to have and, and kind of coming forward. So yeah, just continue to like feel that feeling, own it and keep moving forward. Keep that <laughs> checking. <laughs> That's really going to be it. I'm going to be like, am I happy? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. I guess yeah. I'm happy. <laughs> yes or no questions are great for generators and many gens. So if you have someone you trust, like who can bounce yes or no questions off of you of like, do you want to do this or this? Like, and you should yeah. know, like, and so like, that's a good technique with your friends and family. Like if they're like, what movie do you want to watch? Like have them give you options and stuff. Cause when you have that to respond to, you're just constantly responding. So you're just, you need that thing to respond to and just feel it in your gut go with what it tells you. Yeah. Not having a yes or no has really, it's such an energy sucker sometimes when like someone's like, here's open-ended question as someone like me who like has tons of ideas and is passionate about a lot of different things. I'm like, Oh, let me spend 30 minutes telling you all of my ideas when really I just needed someone to be like, yeah, like red or blue and not all the colors. Like, I know you love all the colors, Rachel. I'm proud of you. I'm glad that you're in on all this color stuff, but like it's red or blue. So I need someone to ask me that way too. And I need to ask myself purposefully. Yeah. Yes or no, like choice or choice A or B and not just like everything. (laughs) Yeah. That's going to be important for you and your energy. That, That is a really important piece for you to just yeah, have that option. You need to have that thing for you to respond to. Like in order to respond, you need to know what your options are. So, um, and then last but not least, why don't you let everybody know before we get off here, where they can find you, where they can find your business, your website, your Instagram handle. I will include it all in the show notes as well, but. Okay, cool. So yeah, I am Rachel Antonia everywhere. Mady is my last name, uh, but I go by my middle name. It was my great grandmother's name. So you can find me at www.rachelantoniadesigns.com and I am at Rachel Antonia Designs on everything. <laughs> and perfect. Yeah. And I will link that. I think I said that already. I will link that in the show notes. So I'll get that from you afterwards. Um, but thank you so much for coming on. It was great to talk to you. Great to hear about your situation. I think this is going to be a really helpful episode for all my fellow manifesting generators out there. So exciting. Thank you for having me. You are very welcome. So thank you everybody for tuning in to another episode of Ask Abby. We will see you next time. 